This is the Constructionist Podcast, where we take ancient stories, the person of Jesus, current events and topics, and help you construct a new Christian worldview that's relevant and loving to those around you. I'm your host, Kevin Bates. I'm a semiotician and community builder looking at the signs of the times to build a better future together. You are tuned into the Constructionist Podcast, and tonight we are continuing our series on the Book of Mark. We encourage here at the Constructionist a worldview that is built on the principles of Christ. And in this episode, we are continuing our examination of the life of Christ through a clear and honest lens. So by doing so, we hope to offer insights and perspectives that will help you in your own journey towards a greater understanding with love and compassion for yourself and others. So we want to assure you that in tonight's episode, we are not fabricating anything as many have done. Any information or ideas given, we've done our research, we've done um, some digging around, and if we are guessing, we're going to be honest about that and tell you that it's a guess. If we have some information to give, we're going to put those in the show notes because our goal is to provide an authentic perspective on our examination. So this is our thinking space where we are presenting ideas and thoughts. And tonight we're making our best attempt to explain very practical thoughts through the book of Mark. So if you enjoy the Constructionist podcast and want to support us financially, please follow the link in the chat or show notes on the social media platform that you're listening to and visit our Give page. You can support us also through our Patreon page at The Constructionist. So your support will enable us to continue producing high quality content like you're going to like you're going to view tonight. But even more importantly, we want to hear from you. We want to engage with you. We believe that through our interactions and discussions with listeners like you, we can continue to learn and grow together. So we value your feedback, your questions, your ideas, and we're excited to build a community around what we call a communal hermeneutic. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us and let us know what you think. So tonight, Sheree and Jake, welcome. Thanks for joining me on this podcast of The Constructionists. And tonight we're going to jump into Mark. We're going to be in chapter 12. That's about where we left off. We've definitely taken more time, which is okay, on this, uh, this scripture. But tonight's episode is on the greatest command. I'm hoping that we're going to get past the greatest command, but if we don't, it's okay. So, Sharia, I'm going to ask you to read a section where we start at Mark 12, 28. And we're, we're right here in context where Jesus is faced with a great question. All right. One of the legal experts heard their dispute and saw how well Jesus answered them. He came over and asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus replied, the most important one is... Israel, listen, our God is the one Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you will love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The legal expert said to him, well said, teacher, you have truthfully said that God is one, and there is no other beside him. And to love God with all of the heart, a full understanding, and all of one's strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself 
is much more important than all kinds of entirely burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered with wisdom, he said to him, you aren't far away from God's kingdom. After that, no one dared ask him any more questions. All right. So when I go over to Hebrews chapter 10, so that reminds me, that latter part of this scripture reminds me of Hebrews 10, where uh, it says that sacrifices are a, are a reminder of sin every year. So the sacrifices of the Jews at the temple were reminders of, of uh, the sin. So now if you pull that scripture back up, and you look there when Jesus, uh, let me see here. Yes, First right there. Yeah. Yes, 33. And to love one's neighbor as yourself is much more important than all kinds of entirely burned offerings and sacrifices. So if I relate the two together, right, the conclusion that I come to, keeping the end in mind, go ahead and put that back up there. The conclusion, keeping the end in mind, and to love to love God with all your heart, a full understanding, and all, all one's strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more important than the reminder of that person's sin. All right. So let's let's kind of just explicate that a little bit and give me your that's those those are my initial thoughts of that scripture. Um but give me your initial thoughts. What do you think of the greatest command? I think it's a good one. Yeah, it's kind of the greatest, right? <laughs> um, so the first part of it, the hero Israel, the Lord God is one. That comes, <laughs> that comes from the Shema, it's called. Or the Hebrew word for mm -hmm. listen is Shema. And right. so when, when Moses stands before the people and says the Lord God is one, um, <clears throat> there is a thought that you had the Egyptian gods, which at that point in Exodus, God had proven God's self bigger than the Egyptian gods. But then mm -hmm. you had these other tribal deities of, of El, El Shaddai, El Shekinah, the Yahweh, the Elohim. So you have all these other names for God that we have in, in scripture that could have been separate deities and separate thoughts and separate tribes that Moses is bringing together. And so I think when you, when you listen to the Shema in our context, it's a, it's a drawing together of all, of all people, all people mm. have access to, to the one. And so there's no, there's no outside when you listen mm -hmm. to the Shema. And that's certainly consistent with Jesus' ministry as well, that there's no one outside. Yeah, and so you have, right before right. that, Jesus just Correct. answered a question about, about the resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. And how the resurrection is an all-inclusive all event. And so now you have this all-inclusive God. Mm. Which, 
going back to Abraham, that Abraham's descendants would be a blessing to all nations. So we go back to that. It's It's been that way since, you know, the beginning of that promise of Abraham. So, mm-hmm. so nothing has changed, just, just our perspective on that has changed. And I think just to piggyback on your point, and maybe I'll just present it like this, that John 3.16 is always thought of as the most important scripture, right? You see it on bumper stickers. You don't see Mark 12 on bumper stickers, right? Maybe it's just too long. I don't know. But, but you don't see Mark 12.28 or, or FF, Mark 12.28 FF, right? You don't see that. Um, on bumper stickers, but you certainly see John 3.16. And what I find interesting is, and correct me if I'm wrong, John 3.16 is creedal. It's like a creed, right? It's like a it's like a a theology. It's like a it's like a principle or a proposition of mm-hmm. theology given in John. But in Mark, this is a command. And so if those of you listening, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So when I, when I read that, I go, okay, that's what my Christianity is based on is my belief. But Jesus didn't talk about necessarily just belief. Jesus talked about what we do because of our belief. So because we have this great unifying God, that this is the way that we are supposed to be. But for some reason, John 3, 16 is the verse, right? That gets promoted out there. What do you guys think of that? You first, Ray. Okay. About John 3.16 being what gets promoted. Um, yeah. It's it's way easier to promote a belief than a command because you don't have to do anything, right? You just have right. to say you believe. Right. I think that's part of the mess of the evangelical church right now. Is that we're hung up on, on beliefs and having the right beliefs and not too concerned with doing the right thing. Yeah, because it's just, it's just a mental ascent. It's kind of like I love mm-hmm. you in just mental ideas, but actually showing that is it's much different. So there's this idea. Right, and I think it leads us to this. Oh. Go ahead, Sheree. You go. Um, I think it leads us to this idea that um, – if we just say this verse enough times and people hear it, then they'll believe the right things too. Um, which is dumb and not helpful and not how anybody works at all. Right. So this idea in, uh, I need to have more information. When I say this, I'm sorry, but I believe it's in the Corinthians where in our, in our Bible is translated as, we are saved through our faith in Christ. But in, in the Greek and the original language and even the original interpretation of it is that we're, we're saved in our faith 
in, in Christ's faith, in the faith of Christ. The faith of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I think that oftentimes you can get into some odd theologies of mm -hmm. uh, predestination from these passages. Oh, sure, yeah. But if you just look at it and, and don't put it on any of your your old baggage on the text. Okay. That Jesus had faith and we're saved through that action. And we have to participate in that action. That the idea is that the, when Jesus went to the cross, Jesus didn't know that he would be resurrected again, but he had faith that he would be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, we had we had a conversation of did Jesus have to die? Well, of course Jesus was going to die because he took on mortal flesh. It's just it was more of an abbreviated abbre abbreviated timeline than than what was probably hoped for, right? Because it interacted with human. But if you look at right. forever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Is, is belief in Christ a mental ascent or is it a physical action? And can you believe in Christ without knowing, without knowing Christ if you participate in those actions? Mm. If, loving, if loving your neighbor, feeding the poor, clothing the naked, housing the houseless, if those things are what Jesus was really involved with, creating creating a equal playing field for all socioeconomic classes. Right. Right. Is, is that faith in Christ or is it, is it a mental ascent? Well, I don't think that belief, and I'm going to look up something really quick. Uh, I don't think belief really ever is seen as mental ascent in scripture. Uh, do you have any input on right. that? I'm going to look up something for that here really um, quick so I can give the listeners. the idea of pistis sure you can go to that track right i know i went to hebrew and i had to <laughs> right okay so in acts 412 okay if we look mm -hmm. at 412 and we see that oh let's go to a let's go to an old translation and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among mankind by which we must be saved. A more contemporary version would be uh, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to humankind by which we must be saved. So, so when it comes to salvation, we have a couple of things. When it says um, in, I got so many things going on here, so many windows open. For God so loved the world that he gave his own one and only son, that who be whoever believes in him shall not perish. So if you look at the Greek, that's, that's what it says, basically. It's not like a, a like, you know, broadened translation of any kind. But when it says believe in him... And then you marry that to the to and you use your good hermeneutics with Acts four twelve, you'll see 
in the name of. So whoever like okay. believes in the name of or puts faith in the name of. So that idea of in the name of in biblical history, what that means is in the tradition of. Right. So so I'm doing this in the name of Desmond Tutu, right? I'm doing this in the name of my dad. I'm doing this in the name of, so I'm Bar Kevin, right? So the son of, or Bar, Bar Fred. Fred. Yeah, I'm Bar Frederick. Fred. So Frederick, <laughs> yeah, so Bar Frederick. So in the, the son Fred, of. You're Frederick's son, actually, if you, if you do it. Yeah, I'm Frederick's son. Yeah, Frederick's son. so son of Frederick, right? Bar Frederick. So I'm Bar Frederick in the son of, and I do things in the name of my dad. So therefore, I'm connected in relationship. So that's a relational context. So we're in relationship with Jesus when it says to believe. So, so the idea of belief is never a, it's never like this mental, like, oh, I had this epiphany last night and I believe in Jesus. Um, it's a relationship with Christ. So even like baptism, confession, faithfulness, repentance, all these words that we have that say, believe in Jesus, repent and be saved, be baptized and be saved, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and be saved. We have all of these like triggers of salvation, eternal life in scripture. Those are very relational contexts. So you can actually replace all of the baptism, confession, uh, repentance, faithfulness, all these things um, that are connected to salvation, you can replace those with relationship. So, so the idea of belief is for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever has a relationship with Christ shall not perish but have eternal life. So if I apply that same hermeneutical standard to Mark 12. So, you know, we just took a trip around the globe there. Mark 12. And I am now using my good hermeneutics, which now I have to look up Mark 12 because I was all over the place here in my software. So Mark 12, 28, then, uh, which command is most of all? Jesus replied, the most important one in Israel, our God is the one Lord, and you must... And that's the command in relationship. So this is how to be in relationship with God. And then Jesus affirms that you are my friends if you keep my commands. So a relationship is generated, we see, through loving God, loving others, loving self. And that's our belief. That's a great relationship. I think the, the language I'm finding that is working for me is like, a way of being okay because i think that is about relationship it's about how we relate sure. um 100 and like i think i think there's absolutely action that is associated with belief um but action on its own feels isolated um whereas a way of being is much more integrated it's a part of who you are um right. like there's a, a deepness to that that i think is valuable Right, right. So a way of being. So it's your, <laughs> what's the word? Your ethos. Is that the right word? 
sure. It, it could work. Yeah. Depends on your okay. next sentence. <laughs> What's my next sentence? <laughs> like, what is your ethos doing? Oh, right. Right. Well, let's let's explicate this scripture for the listeners, too, because this is an important scripture that I think just does not need to be missed. And if Jesus said that this is the greatest command, um, then I think that this supersedes all other Old Testament commandments. So Jesus came to not abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. So if this is the most important law, then everything then is filtered through this law. And let's just call it the law of love. So when I look at Old Testament commandments, whether they be dietary, socioeconomic, um, relational, marital, uh, just how to treat our children, um, how to treat society, how to, you know, like, do we stone people? Do we not stone people? You know, that kind of like, when do we stone people according to, you know, practice? So I take all of those laws that just some of them are just like, it, that is ludicrous, right? Like, how, why is that even relevant? Well, it's not relevant. We don't live in a society in which, you know, like when you buy pork at the store, you can pretty much 100% be assured that there's not trichinella in your pork meat. But back then, you know, you're literally just killing a pig and gutting a pig and then roasting the pig. Who knows if there's trichinella and if you eat it, you know, or eat it raw, then you run that risk of trichinella. So, so, or your bear meat or whatever, you know, you're trying to cook up. Um, <laughs> and it really, because they didn't include bear in that idea, shows me that it's How really there are many bears in the near east exactly yeah. that's what i was just yeah, that's what i was going to say it's like yeah. it's very <laughs> geographic bound as well so not yeah, only do you have a geography is, is geographic bound yeah yeah so it's very geographic bound it's socio-economic bound where like you're not necessarily you know eating rats and you know gophers or whatever i don't know but but like what society will accept is food i guess mm -hmm. and so certain societies accepted this certain food um but you know pig some people ate pig some people didn't eat pig but then there's a dietary restriction given well that just seems ludicrous today so so the issue is if you look at the law of love as like a filter and that which makes it through the filter is still applicable today. So if it breaks the law of love, it still makes it through. So thou, let's use an old English term, thou shall not, uh, thou shall not kill or thou shall not murder, right? Um, it still makes it through the law of love because it breaks love. Uh, like lying, like like unfaithfulness like there's a there's lots of things that 
that actually do make it through that filter but not boiling your babies in goat babies in the mother's milk probably is not you know really applicable today uh you're not supposed to you know stone somebody if they commit adultery um so so there's things that definitely break the love factor uh we still pick and choose those th those things based on our preferences and we need to be very very careful about what we pick and choose out of the old testament because ultimately those according to hebrews 10 as well are those sins are not counted against us they're not even remembered mm -hmm. so so ultimately love prevails um, any thoughts on that first, that first filter? I think um, it also requires special attention because loving one person can look different from loving another person, right? We want to be loved in different ways. We want to be treated in slightly different ways. Like, I think that also requires a level of awareness to look at how the other person wants to be treated and treat them accordingly. Because not always how you, you want to be treated is best for the other person. Right. 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 Well, in all of those commands, like there's, there's actually three commands in this scripture is to love God, love others and love yourself mm -hmm. so so those three are all connected with this word kai and 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 so the greatest commandment singular is connected together in this language that we don't really use anymore mm -hmm. um here in our english translation but it's kind of lost in the in the in the translation that all of these are connected so it's a three commanded one very trinitarian um in its in its uh presentation the triangle. yeah mm -hmm. right so the another idea that you have is that in this commandment this is this is also the commandment that all christian ecology is built on as well and so looking at your neighbor has to expand beyond just people that look like you yes and also to the to the non-human world as well and so salvation throughout scripture means all creation is healed and mm -hmm. the humanity has the potential and the ability to heal creation we had the ability to to tend the garden and to and to bring it back into this this symbiotic symbiosis, I should say. But expanding who your neighbor is beyond beyond borders, beyond um, genes, beyond your family unit, beyond even the non the non human world. Yes. Okay. So that brings up, you know, my, my earth first trigger where I wonder, 
at what point do we not create equality with humans and plants and animals and earth eco at what point does that not become equal i don't think i understand your question okay so in in your treatise about the love of something goes beyond human into other realms like the garden earth Maybe I misunderstood what you were saying. Is that what you said? Well, I mean, yes and no. So, like, you cannot care for the poor of this earth, the poor humans of this earth, unless you also care for creation at the same time. Okay. <laughs> yes. And also, so that's what that's what you said. Yeah. In the in our in our Bibles and the the first text written. I mean, that's not written, but the first text that's in our Bible, Genesis, and that has the idea that humans were designed to be gardeners, expert caretakers. Yes. <clears throat> and so we have an, this idea of, in our very Western mindset, that we're to have dominion over land and over people. And that's how we care for, that's how we care for it. But care for it really means like your own personal advantage. Okay, so if I lived in a place that over a long period of time, right, just naturally, let's just say naturally. Yeah. Um, but because of just global ideas, that place runs out of water. Had water at one time, now it doesn't have water. The water's under the earth. I need to get to the water under the earth. But up on top of the earth, there is no water. So now I'm living in like an arid place, right? Over a long okay. period of time. So in my natural selection, so if I just was a, was a, if I was just a purist in my natural selection, I would eventually that my, my group there that's living in the arid land with no water would eventually die. Right. Or we would migrate to a different place with water or or you as a loving person. Right. According to the greatest command would come to me with your diesel fuel digger. No, no. And you would drill me water. <laughs> right. Or you would put me in a diesel fueled people transporter and transport me to a place with what? So, at what point? At what point in that my, eco my theology? Or, my next or would be you would you would adapt. So people. Well, I can't adapt mm. besides moving. Oh, I mean, I, mean, I can't. I can't like. I need water. I mean to live. So, at what point do we sacrifice <laughs> in your eco theology? Because I know you're an eco theologian. So I'm actually asking this like sincerely. In eco-theology, the reason, and I'm not playing the devil's advocate because I'm totally in that camp and You're I fine. get it yes. within it. reasonable context and reasonable solutions, right? So I'm giving you an extreme concept with literally like made up solutions. Yet, at a micro scale, this is what is happening where I'm using technology which has 
polluted and contributed to the problem to save people's lives, whether that be medical, whether that be environmental, whether that be uh, like some foundational needs, right? So me as the great missionary, I'm going to go into this country and I'm going to fix this problem, which is imperial type behavior, but that's been our mentality. So, but that is the reason why some of this imbalance has happened, where we need to sacrifice some of these forests for the needs and the, the issues that we're dealing with today. People need to eat, right? So we're going to grow and also produce and feed food to feed people like cows. Uh, we're going to grow and more corn we're going to grow more veggies we're going to grow more whatevers right in order to feed people so so give me that there's a balance there there has to be some kind of balance right because <laughs> you you brought it to the to the yeah. non-human realm right yeah that's fine so the yeah That's, you, you said a lot, so I'm trying to figure out what I want. I do. did say <laughs> where to start. Yeah, I, I, I do we, say a lot. We really try to live in places that was not designed to support as much life as it's there. Mm -hmm. And humanity, I mean, unless you're in the equator, which probably very like, hot for yeah, me but it's it's humid and it's it's yeah. it's it's lush and it has lots of animal life and it's yeah rains and has water and so as we have stretched beyond our out of if even if you if you believe in the out of africa theory or out of um south america or wherever your your theory of of human expansion comes from that we have stretched beyond and had to cope with technology. Yes. Technology can be used for the greater good. But it's when we have when we have the idea of of expansion of wealth of like and Jesus talks about it quite a bit. I don't, I don't know if it's in Mark or not, but uh, the guy who builds the extra barns, the storehouses, and basically right. fool your life mm -hmm. is taken from you tonight. Right. And so are we storing up so much wealth? And in order to gain wealth, you have to take from another individual. If you're, if you're looking sure. at your life and you're, somebody has to pay. There has, and so the whole trickle down economics is not a real thing. <laughs> yeah the it's always trickle up especially mm -hmm. in society where, where where we're trying to get ahead by acquisition of wealth <clears throat> be it finances or goods or services or whatever that is we are we are creating a taken from party and when you the ucc put out a universe uh universal church of christ yeah. Uh, put a survey out, not sorry, a study out. I think it's like probably 15 years ago now. Mapping every garbage dump in the U.S. and looking at 
where are the communities that are impoverished or communities of color and they are directly planted adjacent to those communities so we actually have a large dump in hillsborough right right and so that is one of our one of our greatest issues is that we create pockets of poverty be it land because the dump be it mm. trash be it being in poverty that you're pushing people towards that so that's because that's the only houses that they can afford because that's the only place and oftentimes it's aggressive that that we are putting those next to communities where where they don't have the money to fight back So you look at where we put trash dumps, you look where we have food deserts, you look at all that, and it's connected to, to communities of poverty. And so it is to love your neighbor, especially those that are disenfranchised and outside and poor, we have to care for the earth around them. Good. I just wanted to explore that a little bit because... I think that on the world stage right now, when it comes to uh, climate change and people and what we consider needs versus wants and such and entitlements, and there's just a whole big discussion about how do we sustain literally this whole world community of people and we're dependent on this small sphere in the universe called earth we only have a certain number of resources we only have a certain you know amount of of land to use and at what point do we start making really big adjustments in our usage of materials to support large groups of people we're going to have to make adjustments with that eventually just because of population think about covid right right the benefit of COVID was... There is no benefit of hold COVID. On, hold on. The benefit of COVID was that we were able to pause and think about what we really needed to do. Okay, there was a... Yeah, there was a positive consequence. And imagine it, yeah. a different way of doing things. Imagine a different right. way of doing things. And then, like, you could see the Ganges from Delhi the first time in over a century because of the lack of production. You right. could, there were river dolphins that returned to Venice. There's, there's animal life that returned to the, the Long Island. And so you have you know, the right. idea that we don't have to produce so much. Mm-hmm. If we could word that in a more sensitive way, because there's absolutely no benefit to COVID. I would say that there was a benefit to our response to a pandemic. And so sure. our pandemic, because I mean, like my aunt died from COVID. So I, I can't say that there's a benefit to COVID. Yes. Um, just to be sensitive to people like me and others. Well, my that, aunt died of COVID. So I, I get what right, I said. I'm right. not trying to be insensitive to the, the right. suffering. It was, it was the Our response to the pandemic was to shut down. Our response to the pandemic was to like go into a lockdown, isolation, whatever you want to call it, that results in a positive eco. Some. Some, some, yeah. Well, it resulted in quite a bit. I mean, if you start looking at some of the the things that 
bounce back, but also also like look at how much traffic we took off the freeways just by the work at home program. Yeah. Work from home. So love yourself. Yes. Yeah, so let's let's <laughs> before we get into big trouble um, with that, let's go into this idea of loving God and loving your neighbor. But I, I do believe in the law of proportionate love. And the law of proportionate love is I, as I experience or interpret the love that is given, then I will also give and interpret love that I give or that is given to me, vice versa. So, so the love of proportionate love is as I'm experiencing or understand love, then I am able to give and understand love um, out. And, and that idea of loving self is as I love myself, I will love others. So as I experience God's love, the, the really the only thing that that does for me is unlocks and gives me freedom to love myself and therefore I can love others. So I think it's really important how it's worded there that I will love my neighbor as myself. So the, the love of God unlocks this freedom to love myself so I can love other people. So really the crux here is I, I, I get it that God loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. I get that. But loving self is really, is really difficult. Very difficult. Why? It's I mean, I think we feeling loved by others. There's a two way street there, isn't there? It's like back in iterative. Yeah, and like the more the more shame you cast on yourself, and the more shame you cast on others, the least and least you're going to love yourself. Right. That's unfortunate. Right. So, what are some self care ideas that would produce? You know, I think I think going to the spa an hour a week, you know, is a self care. But does that unlock the love of self? That's my question. Is like. Just taking care of yourself physically is a self-care, but does that unlock that block, that lock that we have on loving self? What unlocks that for us? I think it's different for everybody. Yeah, maybe we should start with that next week. We, we can. can. Yeah, that'd be a great topic. Well, give us one, give, give me one thing. Like for me, I think, I think spending time <clears throat> in a space that I have enough space, and some, some weeks are bigger than others, that I have enough space to actually think and that my mind is not rattling. So getting in that space, whatever that is for that moment, it's different every time, but I need space to be able to think through like what it does mean to like take care of myself and what do I need this week and what, what is going to fill my cup this week. So it's space and time for me. Mm -hmm. Planting seeds in the dirt, <laughs> watching them grow. Okay. Yeah. Very visceral and very mm -hmm. tangible. I think yeah. That's, I think that's self-care. It has, it 
has to be visceral almost. So mine would be yeah. like creating something with my hands. Okay. Thank you. I think it's self care in nature is is the idea of of creation. And so we're we are we're recreating ourselves into into the space that you need to, to create yourself into creating new seeds and, and spinglings and also to to create things. Right. Right. Well, let's start with that next week. I think that it's important enough to spend more time um, on this, and we want to have a robust session uh, next week on on loving self. So let's focus on that. Let's focus on some loving self. Let's end this greatest command next week. We just started and brushed the surface, but I think that there's more to talk about. So with that, good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. If you want to support us, go to resonatelife.org, click on the Give tab, or go to our Patreon page, The Constructionists, and you can find us there as well. Thanks for joining us.